Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And oh my gosh, are we going to talk about that subject today? Because we're going to talk about being a successful leader, and more importantly, how to get there. Because I think you know, many people just think, oh, I'm going to get promoted. I'm going to start a company. No, there's so many things that come before that and during that. So please join me in welcoming Simona Spielak to our program today. Welcome, Simona. Hello. Hi, Deb. So great being here. And thanks a lot for having me. I love it. Well, we're going to talk about where you're calling in from because it is a first for me, but um, let me tell people just a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So an executive coach to world-class leaders, Simona Spielak offers a listening ear to top-level executives, helping them overcome challenges reach goals, and achieve a better work-life balance. Her own corporate background and experience founding a successful executive search agency in Slovenia means she knows the pressures C-suite executives and business leaders face on a daily basis. Simona understands exactly what it takes for a great leader to become a truly exceptional one, leaving a lasting legacy, which will make a genuine impact on the world around them. So again, Simona, welcome. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks a lot. That was so nice, really. I love it. Well, and you are my first guest from Slovenia, and oh. I'll admit I had to look it up on the map, um, and I had no idea it was like the northern border of Italy, um, which is one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, I tell people, it, you know, that's that's one of those I've I've been there to visit. If somebody said you could go live there, I'd go. Okay, packing now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such a small, sweet, cozy country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really, I call it small and cozy mm-hmm. because we, yeah, like one hour and a half, you can come from the mountains to the sea. So mm-hmm. that's the beauty of Slovenia. But it's really small. We have right. two million of inhabitants mm-hmm. only, wow. but we have that pressure. Mm-hmm little position uh, between Austria and Italy and Hungary and it's reachable so it's the sea and the mountains Mm -hmm. and uh, like lakes and everything Mm -hmm. right well and and I would imagine it is just absolutely gorgeous um, because (laughs) of where it is I mean oh my gosh yeah it's green and uh, it really offers a really comfortable Mm -hmm. lifestyle but but people love also for rangers corporate leaders Mm -hmm. managers who do Mm -hmm. come and stay here for two or four years as they take over Mm -hmm. a regional role Mm -hmm. for slovenia is an ex-yugoslavia country Mm -hmm. we're part of yugoslavia and usually Mm -hmm. those small but really complex markets are considered as one as a multi-country organization Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of uh, foreigners stay Mm -hmm. or live in ljubljana with their uh, their families Mm -hmm. and they get the experience, get to know the Slovenia and they love it because, you know, you can have the city and you can have the mountains in half an hour difference. And and the mountains are the Alps. I I laugh here in Georgia when they say the the mountains, I'm like, no. (laughs) It's Alps. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You see, that's the language. (laughs) Right, right. You know, and I had a guest on recently where we talked about the fact that many senior executives are especially because of the pandemic discovering they can work remotely for yeah. months for you know if their if their employees aren't coming into the office why do they need to go into the office and so i would imagine that you know that's one of the things that people are looking at is you know where can they live where it is just absolutely spectacular yeah, Muslimia might be one of those countries. <laughs> I know that, you know, yeah, we can live everywhere, though. I believe that for the executives and for the leaders, the 
presence is really important. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know from my clients and uh, really working with them on executive coaching, Mm -hmm. we cover so many of similar topics. Mm -hmm. And this being one of them is Mm -hmm. not only how to manage and lead your teams, but there is a lot of challenges as well in the area of self-leadership. Right. Right. So it's both. Yeah. Right. Well, one of the things I always like to find out from my guests is how did you get to where you are today? So tell us a little bit more about your background and how you discovered that this really is your passion in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so born in a small village, that's the first thing. I love to share that because that's such a special Mm -hmm. period of my life where really I was that more kind of an introverted and lonely child and spent a lot of time reading books, uh, uh, really watching TV later on. So I'm still a big, big and huge fan of black and white movies. Mm. Alfred being my favorite, mm-hmm. <laughs> favorite director. <laughs> so wonderful. And uh, it, I kind of understood that period like me time mm-hmm. where I went through a lif- different discoveries about people, about stories. And mm-hmm. I developed that sense of confidentiality. Okay. But as well, also non-judgmentalness, mm-hmm. accepting a lot of different people, a lot of different situations and kind of living in that my world, which Mm -hmm. later on became a world of really becoming an extroverted leader, Mm -hmm. working for big international corporations, Mm -hmm. pharmaceutical giants Mm -hmm. like Sanofi or GlaxoSmithKline. Mm -hmm. But before that, I was studying psychology and I have master's in economy. Ah. So I'm, I'm kind of a combination that's a great combination, mm-hmm. actually and this led me through starting my career in fmcg in fast-moving mm-hmm. consumer goods mm-hmm. in a marketing area and then later on i moved to managing 9 13 markets as a business leader so i was responsible for the otcs or the over-the-counter drugs okay. even though that i didn't mm-hmm. have the medical background but mm-hmm. that business really has to do a lot with final consumer not mm-hmm. only patient Mm-hmm. So that that was the business part and mm-hmm. gaining that uh, experience in international business, but as well leading people, uh, being exposed to uh, the VPs and to different mm-hmm. boards and coming from such a small market. That gave me the confidence later on to build my own company. Mm-hmm. And I decided to leave corporate approximately five years ago. Mm-hmm. And a decision was somehow not a planned one Mm -hmm. Uh, it was kind of a decision which I took for myself Mm -hmm. and by myself because there was a lot of restructuring and changes in the organization in uh, in pharmaceutical business at that time in our region in Mm -hmm. the Adriatic and in Slovenia and one of a friend uh, suggested to me you know you have so much knowledge about different Mm -hmm. functions in the Mm -hmm. company you know the structure, you know the processes. This would be perfect for you to start your own business in the mm-hmm. executive search. And that's exactly what my mm-hmm. first entrepreneurial mm-hmm. business was. I established my executive search agency, mm-hmm. which is based here in Ljubljana. We work regionally, we work mm-hmm. with big international clients, companies. So mm-hmm. it's a big business. And then later on, you know, as you are seeking more content or really how to offer even more to my clients Mm -hmm. I started to think about coaching Mm -hmm. I've done the coaching certification I have the Ericsson International Coaching Certificate. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. I've done uh, two different profiling licenses, mm-hmm. which enables me to work on managerial audits and really using mm-hmm. those profiles or assessments mm-hmm. for personality profiling, business profiling, leadership profiles. Mm-hmm. And those became like the core business of mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm primarily an executive coach, but mm-hmm. I also have my team for the executive search. And mm-hmm. those are like kind of two different businesses but Mm -hmm. they add on each other so really nicely Mm -hmm. because coaching is the b2c or the Mm -hmm. business to consumer business and i love it Mm -hmm. so yeah here i am like exposing myself Mm -hmm. to the world with my Mm -hmm. executive coaching and supporting and offering Mm -hmm. services to the big international clients with the executive search here Mm -hmm. i love it you know and as we mentioned all of this can be done virtually you know and, and that's what is so great about today's business world is, you know, the, the time differences obviously are a little glitchy, but, you know, we work through that. And, um, you know, and, and so you can literally be working with people either in that executive search or more importantly, as coaching them from around the world. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I have clients from Trinidad, Tobago, UK, Canada, mm -hmm. or Europe in Germany. Mm -hmm. So really different, different places. Or uh, Mauritius is the other mm -hmm. one. So people from different time zones. Right. But the beauty of this business, but as mm -hmm. well, the period of <coughs> we are living in is exactly that. That mm -hmm. we can do or offer our services online and especially for me i can offer coaching for clients mm -hmm. for all over the world right. but you know even though that there is a challenge mm -hmm. it requires a level of a self confidence mm -hmm. and self-control and also mm -hmm. organization because mm -hmm. you know i can start a day at 6 a.m and mm -hmm. finish it at 2 a.m mm -hmm. so it's like a 20 hour long mm -hmm. day right? wow <laughs> you know and then you really have to organize mm -hmm. yourself or right. I'm really good in that and mm -hmm. that's kind of a good example for my clients mm -hmm. as well you know mm -hmm. those huge big um, successful executives mm -hmm. they do pay attention to that right. that they plan their day plan mm -hmm. the year which is one of the key success factors mm -hmm. absolutely right so uh, I'm learning from them and adapting that <laughs> great I love it you know and and Uh, what it shows is that it doesn't matter where an executive is, they all face the same issues. Um, you know, there's there's obviously some cultural differences, but for the most part, the, the big issues are the same. Um, you know, and 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 uh, you know, we, I, we kind of alluded to that, the fact that whether you're you know a, a, an executive, you know, business owner, you know, whatever. Coaching is very valuable because sometimes you're just thrown into that position. You might have worked your way up or, you know, things like that. But being that leader is very different. And there's not a lot of support for that. You're just kind of told, you know, here you go. So, you know, why is executive coaching so valuable? You know, I'll start an answer in the area which you touched a little bit, and that's exa exactly the behavior of leaders mm -hmm. and how they are really our executives, how they can be so extremely successful. Mm -hmm. And you know, every single one of them starts with being a first-time CEO. Right. <laughs> there is always They're like, oh my gosh, CEO. now what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or CFO or CTO or CHRO. Mm -hmm. So it's always a first time. Mm -hmm. And here, getting such a strong and powerful position where, you know, the expectations are so high mm -hmm. from the outside. Mm -hmm. The biggest challenge actually here is that their the inner expectations ah. or themselves mm -hmm. are even bigger. Can and I do this? Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And handling such a situation, mm -hmm. here it comes the challenge where really such a person needs a support. And I'm always very, very... Uh, loud let's say it like that about one of key behaviors or essential behaviors of executives and really uh, successful people mm -hmm. that, they, that they get a coach mm -hmm. and that they use coaching as their development mm -hmm. approach but as well mm -hmm. support system mm -hmm. because you know sometimes there are topics which executives or successful people can't share with their sponsors right. Mm -hmm. colleagues or their executive board mm -hmm. members and they need that objective mm -hmm. set of eyes and they need that confidential mm -hmm. space and they need a non-judgmental approach and that's exactly what I do because mm -hmm. I don't have any interest of what their decision will be mm -hmm. right I aim to do good that they doesn't matter what they decide mm -hmm. for and that independent neutral approach and support which I offer are so important and mm -hmm. now we are kind of going in that area what you just asked me why it is so important mm -hmm. it's so important be because it can support a CEO or a CFO an executive to start their mm -hmm. first executive role mm -hmm. but then also develop right. as an executive not only as a professional but mm -hmm. as well as a person mm -hmm. and you know even though we are so different sometimes we are very much alike mm -hmm. in challenges like right. being in front of those high stakes decisions mm -hmm. which you have to make or mm -hmm. take and then being in front of a challenging restructuring of the organization having a difficult relationship mm -hmm. with your executive mm -hmm. board member or even a right. shareholder mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. all those situations mm -hmm. are similar but it all comes down to the mindset, self-confidence, mm -hmm. but as well, 
that alignment of actions mm-hmm. and steps my clients would mm-hmm. love to take and aligning those with their values mm-hmm. and goals in their private and professional mm-hmm. life. And that's why coaching is right. so important. Right. So, you know, and for many CEOs, especially the first time CEOs who are learning how to do this, mm-hmm. it's it's so lonely. Um, you know, there there is the saying here in the States, it's lonely at the top. And I think that's because they really, as you said, they don't have anyone to talk to. You know, when you're a manager, you've mm-hmm. got all the other managers that you can talk to. When mm-hmm. you're a small business owner, and here in the United States, small businesses actually are pretty good sized businesses. Um, mm-hmm. But still, you know, you, you have other small business owners you can talk to. But when you become the leader of a fairly large organization, it's as you said, you know, you can't tell even your other C-suite level folks, hey, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this. You certainly don't want to tell your, your, your CFO yeah. because yeah. they're going to think, oh my gosh, um, you know, and, and, but, but, but they do. And, and, you know, they, unless their spouse or partner is at that same level, you know, they, they can empathize, mm-hmm. but they can't really give advice. And so it's, that's where it is so important that they have that outside person that they can talk to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even though the, the spouse or the spouse is on the same level in the same industry, understand the situation or even having mm-hmm. the same powerful mm-hmm. role in the corporate, they are emotionally involved. Right. In mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not unbiased. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And here the ch- challenge comes in. So friends, team members, mm-hmm. corporate colleagues, spouses, you know, some topics sometimes are so difficult to mm-hmm. share because you might be uh, afraid sharing it. Mm-hmm. You might feel ashamed mm-hmm. sharing it. Right. You might feel a challenge. Something might destroy mm-hmm. uh, your reputation. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's always a combination of something mm-hmm. what's going on with us as a person, mm-hmm. in our private life, and then mm-hmm. connected uh, professional mm-hmm. life. And you know, it can be different topics, can be also a divorce or a decision to mm-hmm. go for a vacation with your family right. or to work on the mm-hmm. big acquisition or a mm-hmm. merger. And all those are challenges where you really, as a leader, love and can so easily share it with somebody who is really mm-hmm. independent, not right. in your situation, mm-hmm. because we coaches, we offer that really perspective, mm-hmm. which is neutral, mm-hmm. not uh, adjusted to the situation, mm-hmm. just opening the space to mm-hmm. think about different options, to see the opportunities right. where there might not be opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I remember as I first took over as a first-time leader or um, a big team of mm-hmm. nine markets uh, in a pharma business, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of had that feeling too, okay, I can talk to my manager or mm-hmm. to my superior about the business challenges. Mm-hmm. I can talk to my team about creating ideas, mm-hmm. identifying opportunities, mm-hmm. supporting them, motivating them. I can talk to my husband because he's a hundred percent or mm-hmm. the biggest support system. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on the other hand, having that internal and also personal challenges, am I good enough? Right. Will I manage? Uh, <coughs> I'm missing, uh, bless you. I'm missing self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Those were things which really, you know, sometimes it's so hard to say it loud. Mm-hmm. But in front of somebody who offers that confidential, mm-hmm. confidential space and really non-judgmental mm-hmm. uh, questions and challenges, mm-hmm. it, it was so much easier for mm-hmm. me to gain the self-confidence, mm-hmm. but as well to see the opportunities mm-hmm. which I have as a leader. So not uh, weaknesses, but really the opportunities so if I could work on this piece of my competences mm-hmm. or skills, I would be so more successful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have my own example. And looking back at my career, that's why I feel so confident as a mm-hmm. coach that coaching is the most powerful mm-hmm. approach, tool, process, program, however you call it, call it, which really helps grow leaders right. but as well, uh, elevate leaders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, say in my favorite quote, you know, that they have everyone's back, but who's got theirs? Right. Of course, yeah, they are lonely. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, and, and I love that you still have a coach. Um, you, I, I was reading that on your website and I thought, you know, it's, it's like being a doctor. 
you know, doctors, they, they try sometimes, but they should not be diagnosing themselves. Yeah, now you can with little things like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I've got, I've got a little boo boo. <laughs> yeah. You know, all these, but, but when it comes to the big things, yeah. you turn to someone else, um, you know, and, and so I love that you still have a coach um, because yeah. it, it shows that it, for one thing, you're, you're still learning. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it also, you know, it, it, I think it, you know, if if you didn't, it would be kind of weird. You know, well, you're telling me I should have a coach, but you don't have a coach. Um, but, but yeah, I, I love that you still have a coach. Yeah, you know, it's not so much. I wouldn't say it would be weird, but you know, it mm-hmm. would be selfish, mm-hmm. not towards myself, but mm-hmm. towards my clients. Because if I don't invest in my mm-hmm. own growth, my right. own development, mm-hmm. should somebody invest mm-hmm. in working mm-hmm. with me? That's the first piece. Mm-hmm. And the second piece is I'm crazy in love with development. Mm-hmm. Really. I'm a person, of course, energetic. And so I mm-hmm. love challenges, mm-hmm. challenging myself as well and challenging others and supporting where they need support. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you just have to say, you know, that's mm-hmm. bullshit. Cut it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you, sometimes you need somebody else to tell you that exactly. you know, and shake their exactly. finger at you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, if I teach that and if I can support mm-hmm. my clients mm-hmm. in that area, I need to be kicked or mm-hmm. I need my ass to be kicked as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really, I really love, you know, I know a lot about coaching. That's why mm-hmm. I kind of create for, for myself the opportunity to have one coach for mm-hmm. really big business decisions, mm-hmm. or as I think about long-term business mm-hmm. aspiration. And then I have another coach for, uh, let's aspiration and motivation. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, because it is different. different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and one does not fit all, right? but there is opportunity out there. And mm-hmm. if you really, as a leader, put efforts in it to do the mm-hmm. research, to ask for a recommendation, to listen to different podcasts, mm-hmm. or just read people's LinkedIn's, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. might Find a perfect coach for yourself mm-hmm. who might not only be challenging you, but is just providing the environment right. which you as a leader or which they as mm-hmm. a leader need for to grow, mm-hmm. to be more successful, to have better results, mm-hmm. to use more empathy, to be a better leader, whatever the challenge or a goal is. Right. You know, and uh, what I love is, is that you know, the coach, and and we've said this, is the unbiased person. I think sometimes we think, well, we have friends, we have business associates, things like we have those trusted confidants. <laughs> you know, the spouse might be be one of those. And of course, the problem is those those are great people, you know, and, and obviously, you know, we do need to, to have them as sounding mm-hmm. boards. But most of the time, they're going to tell us what we want to hear. They're not going to do the finger shaking and, and things like that. And, and they don't want to hurt your feelings, um, you know, by, by saying, you know, hey, you're going down the wrong path. Um, you know, you screwed up, you know, things like that. And that's where that coach truly is, that unbiased person who has the ability to say that and, and should be. I mean, that's the important thing is that coach really needs to be the person who says, wait a minute. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a good comparison because coaching really is about uh, discovering, mm-hmm. identifying new options. Mm-hmm. And uh, really coaching is about coach helping a coachee mm-hmm. or a client really to identify and look for new opportunities for uh, challenges and mm-hmm. for projects they might even never think that they right. will tackle mm-hmm. or that they will take mm-hmm. on. So coaching is about that positive aspiration, mm-hmm. support to think bigger, to mm-hmm. uh, think into the future. Mm-hmm. And yeah, our friends offer a great support so they can be a great support system mm-hmm. right. as well of course but mm-hmm. yes because they just want to offer that support they often say yes mm-hmm. and they often you know are on the side of mm-hmm. their friend just right. saying mm-hmm. yes i'm sure this happens to you mm-hmm. and so on but yeah uh, taking or deciding to really go for a mm-hmm. coaching uh, this really helps as i said for myself as well really mm-hmm. give yourself the opportunity to be able to identify different, mm-hmm. mm, not only opportunities, but as well to have 
another view, understanding of a specific situation. And what's even more important, coaching is about identifying what lies in ourselves, mm-hmm. what capabilities we have that we can use mm-hmm. to do things differently, to mm-hmm. do different things, to go further, mm-hmm. to uh, reach those mm-hmm. audition goals sometimes, those right. big yeah, the BHAGs. Exactly. <laughs> you know, which we, we might not feel that we have the confidence, the energy, or the mm-hmm. time for to do it now. Mm-hmm. But with coaching, we create client mm-hmm. or a coachee or a leader. Mm-hmm. They create the opportunity for themselves mm-hmm. and they do it by themselves. Right. Right. So another friend taking mm-hmm. their hand and helping them. But I'm here to really ask questions so deep, they never forget mm-hmm. the question conversation we right. had and mm-hmm. that's something what's mm-hmm. inspirational right and um i just add a little bit, a personal story mm-hmm. on coaching and friends and poses and their and family support of course they are all supporting us mm-hmm. and you know me being a coach and i have a sister see mm-hmm. she's four years younger she's not in my business but uh really i would love to have her by the way in my team and uh as we talk about uh, her challenges or she asks me something about her mm-hmm. company and their team dynamics and mm-hmm. challenges, which we all have. And always as, she, as we talk about it and she's asking me something, I always ask her a question. Would you love me to answer that question as a coach? Uh-huh. As a- mm-hmm. Which, which one do you want goes, me to be today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she always goes for a sister mm-hmm. so because... Coaching is like putting yourself out from that comfort zone Mm -hmm. and really offering and giving yourself the opportunity to think different. Sometimes Mm -hmm. also about the things which are not the easiest. Mm -hmm. Right. It makes you uncomfortable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. But, you know, at the end of the day, it offers the progress and the Mm -hmm. development. And that's sometimes it's really hard with Mm -hmm. systems. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know, because the sister just wants the love and the support. Um, you know, not that are you really sure you should be doing this? <laughs> exactly. Agree. Yeah. So that's yeah, there you, you see there are different right. stories. The same it's with my husband, mm-hmm. you know, even though that I know his profile, mm-hmm. I know why he sometimes believe uh, mm-hmm. behaves as he does or why mm-hmm. he believes in something what he does. Mm-hmm. But you know, on the other hand, me as a coach and also leaders, we all have different roles. Mm-hmm. We might be hugely successful leaders. We might be a great presidents of uh, humanitarian mm-hmm. organizations. But on the other hand, we are also friends, spouses, mm-hmm. uh, daughters or mm-hmm. sons of somebody. Uh, we, we are parents and mm-hmm. those are different roles. And I'm mm-hmm. a huge believe that, believer that we should give ourselves the opportunity to grow in different roles. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's often a very good intro <laughs> for, uh, for a lot of my coaches or the clients as well, that, you know, as a leader, we have to be able to take on different roles mm-hmm. and know ourselves mm-hmm. so good, mm-hmm. weaknesses, the opportunities, mm-hmm. the strengths that we are able to adjust our leadership style. Mm-hmm to a different or various situations. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes it's, also difficult. But yeah, that's it, it's kind of like being the parent. Sometimes it needs exactly. a firm hand. Sometimes it needs the, the loving hand. Yeah. Yeah. But to be able to do so as a leader, the level of self-awareness has to be really high. Right. And that's what coaching is about. Mm-hmm. Really helping us to get self-awareness, mm-hmm. working on our self-management, mm-hmm be able to create those powerful relationships mm-hmm. because at the end of the day if we want to achieve something and if you or our listeners would love or are successful mm-hmm. leaders then they are good in relationship mm-hmm. management right and right. That's because it's all about people mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> you know and, and i think that's one of the things especially first time leaders forget is they're working with people um, you know, and, and whether it's shareholders, employees, um, you know, all of those things, they are people, you know, they're not the number in the balance book, um, right. you know, and, 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 and they get caught up in that because they are thinking, oh my gosh, I am responsible for making this company a success. 
And so that's where sometimes they get that hard edge. They, you know, they, they don't want to be empathic, which mm-hmm. you know, all of those things are actually what makes a, a, a very good leader is, is to have empathy, is to, to build relationships, things like that. But to also know, and, and I think this is, you know, I've, I've seen this time and time again, even if it's just, you know, somebody gets promoted as, you know, yeah. internally, mm-hmm. things like that. How do you, know, they still want to be somebody's friend. And when you are the leader, that's very difficult, um, you know, and that's why it's it's so difficult for people to hire their friends and their family. Um, you know, it, it, that's that's a big challenge to yeah. know, you know, and and you know to really say, okay, this this is like you were saying, you, you know, to your sister, am I your coach or am I your sister? Because they're, you, you don't combine them. You know, and, and I think that is the hard part for people to remember, especially if they got promoted from within, because they probably did have very good friends that now they're the boss of. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's a very big challenge because the friends, intentionally or not, push things. But you're my friend. Oh, don't you know that I really wanted that three-day weekend or, you know, all of those various things. Yeah, and yeah. that's where it's it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's challenging for a lot of people really taking over the first time CEO, CFO, COO role. Doesn't matter what executive role it is. But, you know, on the other hand, yes, we do have friends. Mm -hmm. And nobody says that you can't or you're not allowed to have Mm -hmm. friends at work. We Mm -hmm. are. I I know that Gallup talks a lot about having Mm -hmm. a friend at the uh, Mm -hmm. workplace as well. But on the other hand, you know, what we mixed up usually is taking over or what what I see with the first time CEOs where the challenge lies Mm -hmm. is that they mix up the compassion Mm -hmm. with friendship. Right. Compassion is one of the key ingredients of every single Mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you, if you're showing compassion, you have to know what the measure is, Mm -hmm. uh, what the situation is. Are you showing a compassion Mm -hmm. because you know that somebody needs a support Mm -hmm. and there is for example, like in COVID, that mm-hmm. we have to show compassion, mm-hmm. that we Great. share as leaders with mm-hmm. our employees that, you know, I know it's tough. Mm-hmm. I know and you can share it and you can right. talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that was a crucial piece. Mm-hmm. But, you know, compassion is not the same like friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, going, of course, for a drink with somebody, but as well talking about a lot of uh, personal things. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's not, you know, doing the job instead of mm-hmm. your friend, which right. we sometimes mm-hmm. do, or just saying yes. Mm-hmm. Compassion is about really showing that we are empathetic mm-hmm. as and that we really understand mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's not about doing the job instead of our team, mm-hmm. but creating the environment, mm-hmm. being a leader where mm-hmm. you really uh, offer your team to come up with ideas mm-hmm. and innovations and solutions mm-hmm. where they really can add with their mm-hmm. work to the progress. And right. for first-time CEOs, that's so difficult. Mm-hmm. because you know, usually... They come from the area where they led a big division. Right. Mm-hmm. So they know everything about the business mm-hmm. or they were a great mm-hmm. and extremely successful uh, expert in a certain mm-hmm. area, right. let's say regulatory mm-hmm. or medical background, whatever mm-hmm. uh, the role. And they are used to know everything mm-hmm. about the right. business. They and all of a sudden they don't. All this, all know that they they would love to know everything, but it's too much, and that's one of the key challenges of first time CEOs that they don't need to know everything. Right, they, they need to hire the people who know everything. Exactly, but on the other hand, what's even more important? Suddenly, it's so so crucial to write things down. Mm-hmm. You know, and to know what are relevant and important things and to mm-hmm. plan your day. Mm-hmm. The better the plan, mm-hmm. the easier the reflection right. and mm-hmm. improvements and changes mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And for first-time CEOs, that's really the challenge because it's not only based on the experience and their previous background where they were hugely successful mm-hmm. business leaders, but not the executives at that time yet. Mm-hmm. It's also related to the fact that uh, those people have exactly, as you said, they feel the pressure of the external expectation, mm-hmm. but their inner, their personal mm-hmm. expectations are even higher. Right. So mm-hmm. they want to do 
everything at once. Know everything, know everybody, mm-hmm. support everybody, and do everything. Right, right. You just well, have to give yourself. Yeah, time. give yourself that. Give yourself a break. Um, you know, I talk about that a lot with people who start their own business. Yep. Where you know, and and it, you know, it most of the time that's a small business, a very small business, out of your your bedroom, your basement, you know, things like that. Um, and for some reason, we think, well, if we're the business owner, mm-hmm. we should know everything. And if we don't, it's a fault or a failure. And I tell people, you know, I, unless you're a tax attorney, you don't know tax law. Unless you're a CPA, you don't know all of that. Mm-hmm. And we hire it done or we, you know, and whether it's a consultant or an employee or things like that. And, and I think one of the, the strongest leadership skills is knowing when to say, you know, that's not my area of expertise. I need to, to have someone who is, and, and, you know, maybe it's just a short-term thing because, you know, maybe you do learn how to do it. I don't want to learn how to do my own taxes. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's in admitting that you don't know everything and knowing that it's not a character flaw. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things is we expect, you know, that, that the employees expect our leaders to know everything. And, you know, and, and when they, they don't, we're like, well, maybe you shouldn't be in charge. No, you know, it's actually a better character trait when they say, I brought in this outside expert. Yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, leaders have to be informed. But mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I would say that one of the most important le- uh, important leadership skill is mm-hmm. to build a team. Yes. Really have mm-hmm. to find people, mm-hmm. hire talents, mm-hmm. which are able to support them mm-hmm. in different areas. Mm-hmm. Where they might even not be experts in, but mm-hmm. that's why they have a great mm-hmm. talent there. That's right. the first piece. And the second really important factor is to build trust. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get that talent, mm-hmm. talent award, you don't have to know everything because mm-hmm. you trust your people mm-hmm. that they will deal with the challenges that come up. And if there will be a huge and important and mm-hmm. strategically important issue, they will discuss it. Mm-hmm. And building trust, based on my experience, is really related to the fact that the CEO is the one who supports and creates together with his team the strategy mm-hmm. and that about the company and then the execution is handed in the hands of his mm-hmm. right. executive members mm-hmm. they are the ones whom mm-hmm. they trust to be able to lead the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the company because you know first or let's say at first time ceos what you were asking me earlier about they usually are not aware that there are so many different publics or uh, yeah different segments of people mm-hmm. they will mm-hmm. It's not only about their executive board mm-hmm. team. It's not only about their shareholders. Mm-hmm. It's also about politics out there, mm-hmm. important organizations, mm-hmm. their most important uh, stakeholders, mm-hmm. uh, clients which they have, uh, media which mm-hmm. wants to have right. an opinion mm-hmm. from them. And, and the- it, because of social media, people that really have absolutely nothing to do with your company. Exactly, exactly. You know, and you as a CEO or as a business owner, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, entrepreneurs growing that role is completely mm-hmm. You are the one. Nobody can replace you to mm-hmm. uh, give an answer to something, mm-hmm. to provide an opinion to the uh, relevant association, mm-hmm. to uh, be an industry leader, mm-hmm. a trendsetter in mm-hmm. your industry. That's a CEO role. Mm-hmm. Besides really that fact that you are not replaceable in mm-hmm. that particular uh, uh, situation mm-hmm. and that's why it's lonely mm-hmm. at right. the top. Mm-hmm. You really have to build a strong team, mm-hmm. find and hire great talents. Mm-hmm. And this is so important for entrepreneurs as well. Right. So they don't need to do everything by mm-hmm. themselves. It's right. great to know a mm-hmm. lot of things. But mm-hmm. what I did for my entrepreneurial business, firstly, I hired a team. Mm-hmm. I'm not a lonely wolf, so I yep. always mm-hmm. have a team. And it's such a great experience, mm-hmm. you know, because with that, also entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are building and working on their mm-hmm. CEO skills. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the business growth. Mm-hmm. It's part of the fact if you would love to build your business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. CEOs, competences and skills needed. Mm-hmm. I believe there there are some really basic mm-hmm. ones which are crucial, and then right. the others differ business or mm-hmm. industry by mm-hmm. industry. Right, right. 
You know, and I think it's also so important for the CEOs to stay connected, in touch with, you know, with people. Um, you know, we we have a saying here in the states about how you know executives are in the ivory tower. You know, yeah. they're usually on the top level if you've got a multi-level building. They're the top level, right? You know, and 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 they're never anywhere else. And you know, I worked for a very large company and, and I reported directly to the CEO and it was so interesting to see because he struggled with this. Um, but one of the things that he would do every couple of weeks or so, he would go to the mail room and chat with them and, and, you know, and they were, they were buddies, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and they, they weren't friends before or outside or anything like that. I mean, he just would go down there because he knew that they kind of had the pulse of what was going on. And, and they knew that they could, that what they told him, you know, was confidential. He knew that, you know, now he wasn't, it was usually kind of a one-sided conversation. It was more, tell me what's going on. Um, and, but, you know, and, and it was so funny because he would tell me, I was head of corporate communications. And so he would say, we need to have an all employee meeting. People have questions or let's do this or let's do that. And it was based on his mailroom conversations. But then the funny thing was he tried to expand that. And mm. we were um, a very large building with, with multiple levels and, and multiple floors. And so he started kind of doing the, I'm going to walk the halls. It terrified people. It was the funniest thing in the world. They're like, oh, my God, he's here. Why is he here? Oh, ah. <laughs> you know, and we had the cubicle walls that were like five feet. And so you could see yeah. and you could just and I mean, people literally hid um, because they didn't know what he was doing. And he was just trying to stay in touch. But mm. nobody knew why he was there. And so we kind of missed that that level yeah. of communication. But it was just so important to him that people not see him just as that person who was the the, the figurehead at the top. Mm -hmm. He really wanted people to know, hey, you can come to me. Did they? Eh, if you were not in the mailroom, probably not. But um, but yeah, it was it was a very interesting concept because he was very conscious of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, what often happens to my clients as well, that you can't force anything. Mm -hmm. It has to be natural or right. authentic. Mm -hmm. Authentic is even such a thing is a mm -hmm. very popular expression. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it really means that you show interest and show right. emotion as you mm -hmm. really you like that. Mm -hmm. So if he was like forcing himself, because mm -hmm. it's right. by the way, by mm -hmm. the way, it's great for a CEO mm -hmm. to be in touch with their employees. Mm -hmm. I love it, but it can mm -hmm. be done in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And it has to be aligned with the personality of mm -hmm. that. Right. Mm -hmm. We are all different. Mm -hmm. I I'm not a person or a coach who would say this works and this mm -hmm. doesn't work. I'm never saying mm -hmm. that. I'm trying really to initiate and to mm -hmm. create space where they, my clients, come mm -hmm. up with their own mm -hmm. ideas. Are right. so mm -hmm. them that mm -hmm. nobody else can copy mm -hmm. them. Right? And yeah, then it works. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, it has to start with a great PR plan, mm -hmm. evolving HR, mm -hmm. evolving corporate communications. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course, that's part of the internal, but as mm -hmm. well external image and employer branding mm -hmm. and everything mm -hmm. and all hands meetings like yours, mm -hmm. for example, are just one piece of that. Mm -hmm. The rest is really, you know, creating a culture mm -hmm. as a CEO in the organization where mm -hmm. people constantly have a feeling that you are present, mm -hmm. but this can be done really right. in different right. ways. Yeah. Usually, you know, mm -hmm. usually so interesting it comes down to the fact that you are not only a great inspirational mm -hmm. inspiring mm -hmm. leader and being able to share mm -hmm. great strategy and vision but that you or the listeners and everybody mm -hmm. who is in that CEO role that they are able to uh, sustain but as well to offer them the resources mm -hmm. that that strategy can mm -hmm can get live, can be implemented. Right. That's mm -hmm. important. Right. Result. Yeah. You know, if, if you're saying to them, you know, hey, we need, we need, and you know, yeah, it's, it's those resources. And, yeah. and you mentioned something, you know, that, that I wanted to, to emphasize again is yeah. knowing your own personality. Um, yeah. You know, that, that CEO that was, was yeah, making yes. the rounds, it was, he, he was probably one of the smartest people. And especially from a business perspective that I've mm -hmm. ever known. I mean, he was incredibly intelligent. But he was not one of the guys, you know, and, and so when he went 
walking the halls, you could tell it was actually uncomfortable for him. I mean, that was just not what he wanted to do. And our CFO was one of the guys, uh, you know, he could stop and he could chat and, you know, all of these various things. And, and the funny thing was, you know, since as, as head of corporate communications, we had to have media spokespeople in case something happened. And we, you know, and, and our, our CEO knew that was not him. He said, you know, he just, and, and so we, now we trained him because clearly there were times where it didn't matter. He was going to have to go before camera, depending mm-hmm. on, on how serious it was. But the, the CFO was our primary spokesperson because mm-hmm. he was that, that outgoing personality that, you know, comfortable in every situation type of, of guy. And, and that, and, but our, the, the nice thing was, especially from my perspective, the CEO knew that wasn't him. And, yeah. and but he knew it and I didn't have to tell it to him. I mean, that was really the nice thing. I didn't have to yeah. say, well, this isn't yeah. the best place for you. Um, but, you know, it was, it was very interesting because he knew very well what his strengths and his weaknesses were, yeah. um, you know, and, he, and said, no, you know, he was not only smart, he also had the awareness and self-awareness, right. what he really is good mm-hmm. at, and that's mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, we work with my clients uh, in that period of 12 mm-hmm. months of my coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's not a short process. Let's be honest about this. Change, mm-hmm. To be able to make the change, mm-hmm. it requires time and efforts mm-hmm. and some work. Mm-hmm. So not an easy it's not a quick fix and yeah exactly and if you go for a coaching then be prepared that you will have to work mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. success but mm-hmm. on the other right. hand if we want to change something there are like minimum mm-hmm. the 244 mm-hmm. days needed for our behavior mm-hmm. to become natural a new behavior mm-hmm. become natural and so on but i was trying to say that in that 12 month relationship is exactly based on the individual profile so mm-hmm. i start every single coaching relationship mm-hmm. with an individual professional leadership or personality mm-hmm. profile because right. it's so mm-hmm. important for my client mm-hmm. know what do they carry with mm-hmm. themselves what do they bring to the table mm-hmm. who they are how do they behave where are the challenges and where are the opportunities mm-hmm. and how they can manage situations mm-hmm. like you mentioned mm-hmm. and really really important and right. I, i'm in the, realized that with myself as well as I was a leader mm-hmm. you know knowing myself mm-hmm. and thinking about you know maybe mm-hmm. I have like a double personality mm-hmm. I'm like that at home and I'm like that mm-hmm. at work you know it's all me I'm just learning mm-hmm. how to use different personality mm-hmm. traits different situations mm-hmm. to really create the mm-hmm. biggest impact and that's right. called leadership style mm-hmm. right so, yeah. you know and It was funny. It just just popped into my little brain about how important it is to to have a coach, you know, and and that, you know, a lot of times executives think I don't as we're recording this right in the virtually, I think almost in exactly in the middle of the Olympics. And, you know, and here we have these elite athletes who for some of them have been doing this. 20 years, even longer. I mean, you know, there's some of the, the, like some, some people, I think there's one athlete who's in his sixties, but for the most part, you know, they've been doing this for a very long time. They are the elite of yeah. the elite. And every single one of them has at least one coach, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, and, and they're the people who are saying, you know, you're dropping your shoulder, you're doing this, you're doing that because it's the unbiased view, right? Um, you know, when, when Tiger Woods, you know, had to have a coach, it's like, okay, but yeah, I mean, when the elite of the elite have coaches, it really does make you realize that there's, first of all, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, yeah. and, and I think that's the thing is it's, yeah. there is no stigma attached. In fact, we think it was really weird if, you know, if you were that elite athlete and you were just there by yourself, it's like, no, you, you need a coach because part of what the coach does is also look at the outside, you know, and, 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 and do it in a way to say, okay, you know, here's what you're going to face. And, you know, because you're focused on what you're doing, the coach sees the big picture. Mm-hmm. I would say that in executive area, the coach ask the question so the coachee or a leader is able to see and right. suddenly realize mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. are the opportunities, you know, because I'm I'm not smarter, I'm not more successful mm-hmm. than my clients in majority. They're more successful, they are smarter, they're more educated, mm-hmm. they're 
Red in board. their field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly in their field. And I could be scared about mm-hmm. that. But on the other hand, for me, that's such a great opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to provide to them mm-hmm. something what's called really, once again, that unbiased support. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you carry. What do you bring mm-hmm. with yourself? And I'm more about uniqueness mm-hmm. and compared to the sports. Mm-hmm. The, there is one piece which is really completely the same and that's the mindset right you know able to look at that Mm -hmm. in between the brains of Mm -hmm. my clients and challenging them and really Mm -hmm. uh, giving them the opportunity Mm -hmm. really to see that what's possible and Mm -hmm. something it's not only about what you currently know what Mm -hmm. you currently experience what else can be done Mm -hmm. in that area and that what sports coaching Mm -hmm. is also about so Mm -hmm. bringing a mindset of of an athlete in Mm -hmm. the field they can and mm-hmm. where they don't think about, you know, hitting that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, not hitting the goal, but thinking about the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. How do they enjoy that basketball mm-hmm. game and how they right. really envision themselves mm-hmm. that they already mm-hmm. got their ball or that mm-hmm. they already got that goal. And mm-hmm. that was, that's what mm-hmm. coaching is about, really. Right. Writing that positive atmosphere mm-hmm. and op- mm-hmm. uh, seeking the opportunities. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. And I think it also shows us how fragile some of that is. Um, you know, when when you see these elite athletes who one little thing gets off and and they can't compete, um, you know, and, and so I think executives need to realize that, too, is, you know, maybe it's that you didn't meet that that target financial goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't mean that everything is a disaster. It just means you have to fix that, um, you know. And and so I think that's you know that it, it, it you know elite athletes and executives. There are so many things that are very similar yeah. with them. Yeah, that we can find a lot of uh, like comparison there as mm-hmm. well. But you know, there is a lot of uh, a different piece of fragility in executive world, mm-hmm. and that's the piece that really those people they have everyone's back. You know, they right. take mm-hmm. everything, they provide the opportunities, mm-hmm. they do the negotiations with the mm-hmm. shareholders, mm-hmm. they create the space for enabling resources. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, who's got their back? Mm-hmm. And right. I, my clients, they often really face the situations that they say, you know, I don't have time. I even mm-hmm. don't have time to read a book, how to mm-hmm. do the coaching or why to take mm-hmm. on or going for a coaching. Mm-hmm. It requires time, it requires energy, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what they should right. mm-hmm. Because taking time for themselves, mm-hmm. it's something so important where they will really mm-hmm. be able to be more successful mm-hmm. or to find new opportunities, or as you mm-hmm. said, you know, even create bigger results. Mm-hmm. And what's even more important, they will create a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. Right. Which then it, affects everyone. You know, you, exactly, you learning exactly. how to do something better helps everyone. Exactly. It's not about them. It's about the communities, mm-hmm. their families, about the industry, the impact mm-hmm. which they can have on the world, not mm-hmm. only on their specific industries. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always saying, you know, they, sometimes people already tried coaching and it mm-hmm. has failed them. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying I want, because mm-hmm. there is an opportunity, which I have my own personal experience, mm-hmm. a lot of experience with my clients and really uh, putting my own approach to it is mm-hmm. something that really uh, not supports the growth. Mm-hmm. But as we said, it offers somebody the opportunity right. to create mm-hmm. the impact they would really mm-hmm. love. And right. that's individual. Mm-hmm. That's why so much about the mm-hmm. one-on-one coaching. <laughs> right. Well, and you mentioned the fact that, you know, sometimes it's not a good fit, you know, and, 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 but just because it didn't work with one doesn't mean that it won't work with another. And, and that's the important thing. And so, you know, if it didn't, you know, if you'd had a coach and it didn't work, some of that is kind of that inner, okay, why, what did I do? That made it not work. Did I not put in the effort? Did I not pay attention to them? Um, you know, all of those various things. And and you know, and clearly there's different personalities. I mean, you know, somebody might need like the the boot camp military type of coach. Um, you know, or someone else might need somebody. You know, someone might very- need it. Exactly right. in that particular for that success to be achieved. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, you need to find the coach that is going to, to fit yeah. your needs, um, yeah. you know, and, and so that leads us perfectly to the, the last segue of the program, because we only have just a couple minutes left. So Simona, tell people what services you provide and how they can reach out to you. 
Yeah. So I would say based on what you said earlier, they people have to be curious. Mm-hmm. Leaders well and executives as well. Go out there, check mm-hmm. who is out there, who might be the best mm-hmm. fit for you. Whom do they feel mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they can achieve? everything mm-hmm. and then go for that coach book a call mm-hmm. uh, send an sms send an email just mm-hmm. get in touch and mm-hmm. chat with no expectations mm-hmm. just being curious and right. you see if mm-hmm. that's a right coach for mm-hmm. you and yeah that's exactly that piece where uh, my clients can learn about, about more about me mm-hmm. it's on linkedin Mm-hmm. I share a lot of information there, but on the other hand, yeah, they can work with me on the 12 month basis mm-hmm. where I support them in either with voice messages, mm-hmm. emails, or just having a regular mm-hmm. one-on-ones and really I'm here for them mm-hmm. and I'm really committed to mm-hmm. uh, get back to them whenever mm-hmm. they need me the most. So mm-hmm. it's about that one hour per week for me is when they need me, they send an SMS, they send a message and I, they get a response mm-hmm. from me. And that's so beautiful mm-hmm. because you know, they, uh, my clients, they, it's packed mm-hmm. and being there as uh, non-judgmental mm-hmm. second set of eyes, as we said at the mm-hmm. beginning, that's so important. Right. Yeah, and then we work on that 12 month basis. And mm-hmm. there is also a special uh, VIP day. If there mm-hmm. is somebody who just need an accountability or mm-hmm. somebody just for a big, big, big mm-hmm. challenge. And that's something what they, they can book with me as mm-hmm. well. So, right. yeah, but on the other hand, yeah, I'll reach out on me on LinkedIn. I mm-hmm. love it. It's a professional platform mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but right. of course, I'm also uh, mm-hmm. visible on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. So, all perfect. I love it. And you can find all the links on your website, which yeah. is Simona Spielak. And that's S I M O N A S P I L A K. Um, and and so you know, uh, please you know check out the website and and you've got great information there. And as I said, your social media links are there, and so that makes it makes it yeah. very easy for people to connect. Absolutely, with you. absolutely. Or book a call, just have mm-hmm. a chat. You know, you have to sense the energy, right. mm-hmm. just like we did today on that mm-hmm. podcast. Right. Oh yeah, we don't like each other. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and but that just it does really kind of go to show because. You and I connected on, actually, we didn't connect on email um, because you, someone else suggested you, mm-hmm. but we chatted for just a couple minutes before the program, but yeah. knew in that couple minutes, okay, this is going to work, um, <laughs> you know, and, and so, you know, it, it doesn't take spending hours with somebody. You really can get to know somebody in, in a fairly short period of time. You no, know, I always say be relaxed. Be mm-hmm. bold, be mm-hmm. fierce, and curious. Mm-hmm. As a leader, as an employee, as a wife, mm-hmm. as a friend, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we are enabling ourselves to see different right. horizons, mm-hmm. <laughs> different opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. You know, and, and I really love be curious. I think that's one of the things that we forget, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and when we kind of put ourselves back into that three year old mode of why <laughs> now you don't want to just say why all the time but but having that curiosity mm-hmm. i think is is so interesting it doesn't matter what it is but being curious i i love that i think yeah, we need absolutely. to and, and we think well we're grown-ups we shouldn't yeah, do that but you know in the in the uh, professional life it really mm-hmm. offers the opportunity i mm-hmm. always say to do different things right. or to do things different mm-hmm. that's a great start mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Why did this work for you? Tell me more about it. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. it works for me because, you know, it just set up my mind in mm-hmm. a different sphere. Right. I always challenge myself and support mm-hmm. myself in the way that I think positively. Mm-hmm. That There is a lot said and written about positive in- intelligence, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's all about our brain, mm-hmm. not about my, our mindset, but our brain. And right. our brain is a muscle and we mm-hmm. have to train it. Mm-hmm. And, that right. and it'll get lazy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's but here you know we need kind of a support. Mm-hmm. I did as well to learn different techniques. Mm-hmm. What I share with my clients now, I had to learn them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody had to teach them, and I trained that. Mm-hmm. And I was repeating mm-hmm. the, uh, the pra- or practicing every single day. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. it, then you can really mm-hmm. train your brain to really think mm-hmm. positively, and also not to get into that spiral of I can't do it. Right. And curiosity is kind of a positive thing. Exactly, exactly. And that's what coaching is about. Coaching Mm -hmm. is about creating positive and great Mm -hmm. goals and opportunities and seeing those. And then at the end of the day, being able to achieve them. Right. 
I love it. I love it. Well, that's a great final thought. I always ask my guests for a, for a final thought. And that really is a, a perfect way to, to end the program. Um, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful discussion. And you know what? We didn't even talk about COVID. Yay! <laughs> no, that's one of the positive thinking. So right, right. You know, and and you know, leaders are leaders. You know, yeah. yes, it's been challenging, but maybe you know now it's it's the the perfect time to really be looking at you know yeah. how can you make yourself better for your employees, um, yeah. and you know, and for people who work with you, maybe you are the one person business. How can you be improving things? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. I said it at the beginning and we can I can close it with it. It's about self-awareness and self-leadership. Mm-hmm. And as we have those two, then at that moment, we are able to lead others mm-hmm. and to create great relationships mm-hmm. with others. Perfect. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having the most wonderful discussion with Simone Spielak. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thank you very much for having me. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>